This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hi, friends. It's Annie Grace, author of This Naked Mind, and I am answering questions today. And today's question is from Bex. Thank you, Bex. And it's about the label alcoholic. She wants to know why people use it for themselves, why many assume if you stop drinking that you're an alcoholic, and basically what's the deal with the label. So I can't answer, obviously, for anybody but myself. So I've, I've flipped the question, hope you don't mind Bex, to be directed at me. And am I an alcoholic? And my answer is no. No, I don't identify as an alcoholic, especially now that I stopped drinking and am no longer a drinker. But I do identify as a person who had an addiction to alcohol. And to be honest, that addiction was terrifying. I'm grateful every single day that I overcome that addiction when the physical aspects seem to be in their infancy. For example, the physical withdrawals for me when I quit drinking, they were limited to anxiety, nervousness, night sweats. And I know that stopping drinking for some can be, you know, put you in the hospital, um, hallucinations, delirium, tremens, stuff like that. So I'm, I'm very thankful that I didn't develop that extreme physical dependence. Uh, but my addiction was somewhat physical, but mostly emotional and mostly psychological. Yet even then, I felt completely helpless and trapped. I felt like my chances of living a happy, fulfilled, normal life without drinking were basically next to nothing. Like I didn't even feel like I was able to quit because I was so trapped. The idea of quitting just absolutely terrified me. I could not imagine what my life would be like without drinking. And I felt like I would lay awake in the middle of the night in just torment. You know, the alcohol would have worn off and I would wake up and I would be sitting there just chastising myself like, come on, Annie, why did you do that again? How come you drank so much more than you set out to? Because inevitably, I would make myself these promises like tomorrow, I'm only going to drink one or I'm, I'm going to have an abstinent in a day, I'm not going to drink tomorrow. And then I'd break them, I'd have one and then one would turn into a bottle or more. So I had this huge amount of self blame and shame. And I didn't understand why I couldn't have limits. I didn't understand why I set out to have a glass of wine, it would turn into a bottle. Um, and I felt trapped and I felt that I was to blame and I felt absolutely terrified. And it was as if I had put myself in handcuffs and then thrown away the key and I didn't know what to do about it. And it was an absolutely horribly miserable experience. So <laughs> I realized that this may sound to you a lot like alcoholism. And you might even assume that I'm in complete denial for saying that no, I don't identify as an alcoholic, so let me explain. But before I get into that, I just wanna take a moment to say that recently, my eyes have been opened to why some people see a benefit in taking on the term alcoholic, and I won't go into that here, but um, this new understanding came from my friend Laura, and she is on the Home Podcast with Holly, and if you haven't checked out Home Podcast, it's phenomenal, you absolutely should. So I do wanna be crystal clear that I feel very strongly that everyone's path is unique and anything that helps out anyone on this journey, the journey out of this alcohol crisis we found ourselves in um, is to be applauded. So I have nothing bad to say about that, but I do wanna answer this question for me specifically. So with that out of the way, you know, the truth is that the vast majority of drinkers and myself included 
for who alcohol is taking away our joy, our peace, our self-respect, we don't and we may never come to terms with identifying as an alcoholic. And for these reasons and for the good of society as a whole, I think we actually need to take a really hard look at this language and the language we use around alcohol addiction. And the CDC, there was a recent article that came out that said alcohol is killing men and women in record numbers. In the States, the death toll for alcohol is the highest it's been in 35 years. And even more terrifying, alcohol-related deaths, according to the CDC, account for four times, four times as many deaths as all prescription and all illegal drugs combined. So I think this is scary and it's real and it's true. And one of the ways we can start to address these terrifying facts about, let's be honest, our nation's absolutely favorite vice is in how we speak about alcohol addiction. So change, you know, it's preceded by awareness and acceptance. And in my opinion, this term, which is somewhat arbitrary because there's lots of different definitions and it's not necessarily diagnosable, you're often told you have to self-diagnose, this term alcoholic encourages denial rather than acceptance. And it creates dread for anyone who's wondering if they're drinking one too many. So instead of being honest with ourselves and questioning our drinking habits, we don't question if we're having one too many, we question, am I an alcoholic? And that question has so much fear around it and so much terror, it's so loaded that the question itself pretty much ensures that we're gonna deny it and not ask ourselves that question for as long as humanly possible. And you know, I believe we have to empower somebody to question his or her relationship with alcohol. Allowing this person to seek answers without fear of a lifelong disease, fear of ostracism from society or their social groups, without shame, without stigma. And if we do that, then we can treat and arrest this progressive disease of addiction before the individual suffers from lasting neurological, emotional, physical, psychological harm before the proverbial rock bottom. So, so yes, I was addicted to alcohol and I overcame that addiction, but I choose not to identify an, as an alcoholic and here's some really specific and tangible reasons why. The term alcoholic has an unclear and black and white definition. So human behavior experts, they've evolved from this term. They don't even use it anymore. They term use the term alcohol use disorder. And alcohol use disorder is a continuum and it's comprised of many forms of use and abuse. And, and the main thing, it's on a continuum. It's of a progressive nature. The term alcoholic ignores the progressive nature of addiction. It's black and white. You're either an alcoholic or you're not. And so, but as defined by the experts, you know, alcohol abuse and alcohol addiction has, has many stages, you know, and it's, it's not black and white. It's not that you're in or you're out. Your first experience drinking is not the same as your last experience drinking, not in terms of how much you want that drink or how you rationalize that drink or how much you drink. So this arbitrary line between alcoholic drinking and regular drinking, it almost allows us to turn a blind eye to the progressive nature of alcohol and alcohol addiction. And if what we should, we should be able to just be honest with ourselves without fear of a label and ask ourselves, honestly, is alcohol affecting our lives? There should be an honest question around this. We shouldn't have to jump to the, am I an alcoholic question? So that's reason number one. Secondly, our treatment is focused 
all its efforts on this minority of excess drinkers, and it ignores the millions of people who struggle, right? So we use this designation alcoholic for people whose lives have become unmanageable. And really with today's treatment, you know, the, our most prevalent treatment of course is AA. And in order to go to an AA meeting, you have to say, hi, my name is Annie and I'm an alcoholic. That by itself means that a lot of people aren't gonna walk into that meeting in the first place. And as beautiful as that community is, the idea that people won't walk in because of the fear of the term alcoholic, I think is kind of a problem. So people who are on that continuum but haven't yet hit rock bottom or haven't yet reached a point where they're willing to accept that label, they're completely on the sidelines. My friend Holly Whitaker of Hip Sobriety, which again, you should check out her blog, it's phenomenal, hipsobriety.com, she says it best. She says, quote, it's like treating only those who are morbidly obese with gastric bypass surgery instead of suggesting those who are just overweight that they should diet and exercise. And the facts seem to back this up. I've read a statistic recently that 90% of problem drinkers, that means drinkers who are having some sort of problem in their lives, are not physically addicted. They would not meet the criteria for alcoholism. So that's reason number two. Reason number three is that it gives us this false sense of security because it obscures the addictive nature of alcohol. By believing, despite a lack of clear evidence, that there's a physical, mental, or spiritual difference that causes somebody to be an alcoholic, we put the blame on the individual, the alcoholic, rather than the addictive substance, the alcohol. And this seems to say that it's normal to consume an addictive substance that's harmful and not be addicted to it. And it's abnormal not to be able to consume on a regular basis an addictive substance, which just is backwards and not true. So our bodies were not designed to drink alcohol in the quantities that we drink it in today's society. If, it, if we were, it wouldn't be the fourth leading cause of death, you know, preventable death in the States. Like it just wouldn't. So you don't have to look very far to know that this is true. And this belief is perpetuated because actually self-proclaimed alcoholics assert that they're different than regular drinkers, you know, and they even claim an allergy to alcohol. But the truth is that alcohol is addictive, not just to alcoholics, but to human beings. And, and this has been, been proven over and over again. The need for alcohol, like any other substance of abuse, like any other addictive substance, is created both physically and neurologically by consuming more of the substance. And no matter what your genetic influencers for addiction or for alcohol, experts all agree that you weren't addicted before you drank it and that you can't be addicted to something you don't ingest. So we take the blame off the alcohol, put it on the person, and then by default we say, okay, well, we're all fine because we're not in danger. And I know that's not a popular message for responsible drinkers, but it's just the truth. Um, so then another reason is I believe the term alcoholic creates this kind of self-diagnosed exile, which promotes denial. So no one wants to become an alcoholic. No one wants to grow up and be an alcoholic. And the idea of having to voluntarily classify yourself as such, it goes against your, your nature. And it means that you have to say that you're different from your friends and you're different from your family. And that's just absolutely terrifying. So drinkers, they delay a self-diagnosis for as long as possible. And then this is compounded, compounded with how ambiguous this term is. So the term actually allows us to pick and choose its definition. So no one can truly define, are you an alcoholic, but you. And that just furthers how we're not going to say that we are. And, and it puts us in this weird purgatory of not feeling safe questioning our own behavior. 
Another reason is I think the term alcoholic dooms the afflicted. It classifies the disease as incurable. So our most popular alcoholism treatment method asserts that there's no cure for this lifelong disease, that there's only continued remission achieved through complete abstinence, that you will never be cured. Yet, according to a study by the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, more than one-third of individuals with alcohol addiction fully recover. This means that people go from alcohol dependence, which is defined as tolerance, withdrawal, unsuccessful attempts to quit or reduce, to not drinking at all or no longer drinking at levels that are, were considered harmful. Yet the widely accepted message, mainly because we're so loath to talk about how much we each drink, is that alcoholism is incurable. And that creates fear and it scares us and it basically ensures we don't talk about it at all. And another reason is I think that the term alcoholic dangerously necessitates a rock bottom. I mean, millions, millions of people wonder on occasion if they're drinking too much, yet have never had a rock bottom experience. I didn't have a rock bottom experience. You know, no one, people wonder, they, they're concerned, but they don't feel like anything catastrophic has happened in their lives to force change. You know, for me, it was almost 10 years from the time that I started secretly questioning my drinking to the time when I actually acknowledged an addiction to alcohol. Yet even at the point of acknowledge for change, I didn't suffer anything that could have qualified as a rock bottom experience. And I used that to convince myself that I couldn't have a problem because nothing outwardly bad had occurred. And people who I thought were alcoholics were of a class of people where something bad, there had been a DUI, there had been a loss of something, there had been something very specifically catastrophic that caused them to classify themselves as an alcoholic. So I ignored these growing signs of dependence saying, I'm only harming myself, I've never actually been in trouble, so I couldn't have a problem with alcohol. You know, that's just not true. And again, it prevents us from taking a hard, honest look at ourselves. Um, another reason is I think that the term alcoholic it allows us to forget that alcohol is a drug because it implies that drinking is safe for someone who isn't an alcoholic. So when we accept alcohol as a vital part of society and we blame the alcoholic for alcohol-related problems, we somehow insist that alcohol is different than other hard drugs. I felt somewhat safe in my drinking because my friends who went to AA, they were alcoholics. They told me as much and I wasn't an alcoholic. And in AA's big book, they claim, quote, alcoholism is limited to this alcoholic class of people and never occurs in the average temperate drinker. You know, and, and that just, it doesn't make sense because recent studies clearly show that not only is alcohol a drug, but it's the most dangerous drug on the planet. It just surpassed AIDS, according to the World Health Organization, as the world's number one killer for men aged 15 to 59. And even moderate drinking one drink a day can increase a woman's risk of breast cancer by 15%. And only 10% of Americans know that alcohol even causes cancer. So we, we protect it almost with this term alcoholic. It allows us to put the blame somewhere besides on the alcohol. And it allows us to segregate it from a drug. And finally, I think that the term alcoholic gives alcohol power that alcohol just frankly doesn't deserve. I have had alcoholics tell me that they were born alcoholics. We don't have cigarette-aholics. We don't have cocaine-aholics. We don't have heroin-aholics. We have individuals who became addicted to cocaine or heroin or nicotine. So why do we use different language 
with alcohol? Why do we mute the harms of the substance and place the blame on the individual, especially when studies show that over time, with the right level of exposure, anyone, any human organism can develop an addiction to alcohol? The term, it creates fear, it creates separateness, and I believe it's time to change this conversation. You know, it's time to accept the unpopular in today's society truth that the harmful and addictive qualities of alcohol, they don't change depending on the label that we give the drinker. It's time to bring this into the light. It's time to create a safe place where anyone, everyone can take an honest look at their drinking, how alcohol is affecting their life without the fear of being judged. So again, my name is Annie Grace. That is my answer to, am I an alcoholic? I'm the author of This Naked Mind. And please, you know, if, if you feel like this video spoke to you or you know somebody in your group of friends that might need to hear this, that might be drinking too much, but might be so afraid of this term that they're afraid to ask for help, please share it. Let's have this, let's start this conversation. You know, let's get it going. One like, one share at a time. Thank you. This has been Annie Grace with This Naked Mind Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can learn more at thisnakedmind.com. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe as it really helps us spread the word.